seriously popular. Have you ever felt like escaping to your own desert island? Jane Gaskin did exactly that, trading in the family home to begin a new life in the tropics. But she soon discovers that paradise has its secrets. I'm Alice Levine, and this is The Price of Paradise, the island dream that ends in kidnap, corruption, and murder. Wish you were here? Follow The Price of Paradise now, wherever you listen to podcasts. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yesterday, 12th January 2022, Gardaí from Tullamore Garda Station attended to an incident following a call from a member of the public. It is every woman's worst nightmare. Whoever is responsible for this will face the full rigours of the law. From the team that brought you the trial of Lucy Letby, this is the trial, Ashley Murphy. On the 12th of January 2022, Ashlyn Murphy, a schoolteacher, was killed in the Irish town of Tullamore. Her funeral was attended by thousands and many more attended vigils for her across the world. Joseph Pushka is now on trial accused of her murder. He denies the charges against him. I'm Nicola Byrne, Deputy News Editor for The Mail on Sunday in Ireland. I'll be in court every day reporting on the trial as it happens. And I'm broadcaster and journalist Caroline Cheatham. Together, we'll examine what's happened in court and bring you the details behind the headlines. In the last few hours in Dublin's Central Criminal Court, the jury have been told that Joseph Pushka stabbed Ashlyn Murphy in brutal circumstances. He was there as she lay dying, and then he confessed to what he'd done. Anne-Marie Lawler also said that after the murder, Joseph Pushka shaved off his beard and made sure his family burned his clothes. Then he fabricated lie after lie. She said his story that someone else killed Ashling was manufactured and fantasy. Another contemptuous lie, she said. Defending Joseph Pushka was Michael Bowman and he described the case as grotesque and unimaginable. But he warned the jury not to join the dots and he said the prosecution case was not as straightforward as it seemed. Welcome to episode seven, Who Killed Ashling?
Nicola, today in Court 13, the jury started to hear those closing speeches from the prosecution and from the defence. Now, this means that there's no more evidence to be heard and the barristers are now reminding the jury of what they say, what they believe are the most significant aspects of the case. Caroline, all the witnesses have given their evidence and today it's the turn of Anne-Marie Lawler and Michael Bowman to address the jury. Anne-Marie Lawler started things off at 10.30am as she closed her case for the prosecution. We'll be bringing all of that to you today and as usual, an actor will be voicing up words because as we've said before, we aren't allowed to have cameras or microphones in the court. So she actually began this morning by focusing on the task of the jury. And Nicola, I'm not sure what you thought, but it reminded me of the way the judge, Justice Tony Hunt, said back at the beginning of this trial, when he talked about their role, that they brought, he said, common sense and a strong community spirit to this trial. And Anne-Marie Lawler's words this morning went along similar lines at the beginning of her closing speech to the jury. You represent the community here. You're 12 people with different experiences of life and you're bringing that to the table. Every single day of your lives, you're drawing conclusions, deciding one thing or the other. She told them today that they had another decision to make. They were now deciding whether Joseph Pushka murdered Ashley Murphy. Your job is solely based and confined with the parameters of this evidence. You've sat here diligently, day after day after day, listening to the evidence. The bottom line is that reasonable doubt is based on reason. She told them they needed to decide where the evidence leads them, whether some things are a distraction or whether it assists them, and then they needed to decide who killed Ashlyn. We say that person is unequivocally Clearly, Joseph Pushka, without any doubt. Don't be drawn into the weeds. Don't allow yourself to be distracted from that which is plain and obvious. The evidence in this case is overwhelming in pointing the guilt of Mr Pushka. Anne-Marie Lawler then started to list for the jury everything she says forms the evidence in her case against him. And of course, it wasn't surprising she focused a lot of her attention on the allegation that Joseph Pushka admitted that he'd done it that day in St. James's Hospital in Dublin as he lay on his hospital bed. To start with, we have a confession. Mr. Pushka confessed he killed Ashling Murphy. And to state the blindingly obvious, he did that because that is what he did. He killed her. He killed her in the way he told Detective Garda Hogan he killed her. He cut her neck. It was never suggested those words weren't said. And she went on to remind the jury, Nicola, that they'd heard evidence that an interpreter had been present when Joseph Pushkett was interviewed by the detectives from Tullamore and he translated exactly what Joseph Pushkett said. Caroline, she also said that when he gave this alleged confession, he wasn't being interviewed. He was just told his belongings were being seized and he knew detectives had a warrant to allow them to do that. And she said, he then asked, why are you taking my belongings? And he was told they were investigating the murder. Then she said there was a pause and then he asked the translator to translate his words for the detectives. 
I did it. I murdered. Nicola, she said no one in this case had claimed that being in hospital without your family or in an unfamiliar environment were reasons to wrongly confess to a murder. She also said the suggestion that medication could have impacted his state of mind when he made this alleged confession to the killing had been exhaustively and extensively disputed, she said, by a medical expert. And at this point, Nicola, she also cast doubt on the defence's expert medical witness. Yes, she said Dr. Johan Grundling, who was called to give evidence for the defence, had actually compiled his report based on a wrong dosage of opiate medicine that Pushka had received. It actually turned out that the man who came here to be an expert had given a report based on the wrong dosage. He prepared a report wrong. If someone can put their name to a report that's so completely wrong... What do you think about the rest of their evidence? She also reminded the jury that Joseph Pushka had told lies and his lies around not being able to remember making that confession were an example of that. Mr Pushka is an inveterate liar. He has lied on multiple occasions and admitted lying. But on that evening, he confessed to Ashling Murphy's murder. He was moved to seek assurances about his own family. The hospital confession is powerful evidence in this case. Have you ever felt like escaping to your own desert island? Jane Gaskin did exactly that, trading in the family home to begin a new life in the tropics. But she soon discovers that paradise has its secrets. I'm Alice Levine, and this is The Price of Paradise. The island dream that ends in kidnap, corruption and murder. Wish you were here? Follow The Price of Paradise now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Nicola Anne-Marie Lawler then moved on to the attack on Ashlyn, and she reminded the jury and reminded the court that Ashlyn was stabbed 11 times in her neck, that her neck was sliced, And she said because Ashlyn fought back, she kicked and she scratched, she collected the DNA of Joseph Pushka underneath her fingernails. Ashlyn Murphy, we know because Dr Sally Ann Collis told us, had likely defensive wounds. She stabbed repeatedly and she's trying to save herself. In saving herself, she scratches her assailant. Ashlyn ended up being an investigator in her own murder because she got the DNA. There's so much evidence in this case of such an extraordinarily compelling kind. She also talked to the jury about her key witness, the eyewitness, the woman who said she saw Ashlyn pinned to the ground that day. Now, that's Jenna Stack, who we've heard from during this trial, and the jury have already heard, Nicola, that she identified the wrong man from an ID parade. 
Caroline, she did. Another man was arrested briefly after that ID parade, but then he was released. And Amory Lawler said this meant Jenna Stack had just made a mistake, but it didn't make her a liar. The reality is someone is telling a lie. She's lying to you or Mr. Pushka is lying to you. What does it mean when a person lies? When they tell you something, you take a careful view of it. Their credibility is affected by those lies. When I go on about this man being a liar, it's so that you assess yourselves what reliance you place upon his story. He gets attacked by a seemingly COVID-compliant killer who has a mask on, who no one saw before or after. She told the jury Joseph Pushka then ran off and hid in a ditch for four hours. But she said this was more lies. He acknowledges that he lied in custody. All of that, where does that leave you? I'm asking you to shine a light on everything. Hold it up. All of the evidence on the real issues is clear, pointing to guilt of Mr Pushka beyond reasonable doubt. He doesn't remember being in a ditch, Conscious, unconscious, not clear. He doesn't remember various meetings, hospital, doesn't remember confessing. He just doesn't remember. Finally, Nicola, she reminded the jury what Jenna Stack told them she saw that day before she ran for help. Ashlyn, unable to scream or cry in the brambles, being held down and attacked. Jenna Stack said she was kicking her legs, completely distressed. That was her cry for help. I couldn't hear her scream. Jenna Stack says he was holding her down. And there's terrible, horrible symmetry with her evidence and the evidence of Dr. Collis. We also heard, of course, today, Nicola from the defence barrister, Michael Bowman. Now, he followed Anne-Marie Lawler this afternoon in closing the defence case for Joseph Pushka. And he told them the case was a bit more complicated than his colleague was making out. And he told them to take a step back from the emotion. This case is to be decided on the evidence. We comment on the evidence. We offer you a view. This case is not about emotion. It's not about sympathy. What it most assuredly is not about is speculation. Caroline, he said there were a few elements which meant this case was not as straightforward as it appeared. He said, for example, that Jenna Stack may have got a split-second impression that his client was hurting and not helping Ashling. He also said another man had admitted to killing Ashlyn in an email to the Garda press office in January 2022. Now, he said when he was interviewed by the Guardi on the 2nd of March that year, he said he had a childhood history of ADHD and he suffered from depression and he had abused alcohol. He said he was sorry for the confession and he hoped he hadn't caused any trouble. But Mr Bowman asked why his version was accepted and not the version of Mr Pushka's. Caroline, Michael Bowman also focused on his client's confession to Ashlyn's murder when he told Gardy, I did it, I murdered, I am the murderer. In particular, he asked why the Gardy who spoke to him hadn't asked doctors if he was even fit to be interviewed. Somehow it's been suggested that none of the doctors were willing to speak. I think that's unfair. 
An anomaly in this case is the absence of any medical practitioner from that hospital to speak to the jury at all. I suggest to you, the Gardaí simply sidestepped the treating physicians in this case. Mr Bowman also said that what took place in the hospital on January the 14th, which we referred to earlier in the episode, Nicola, was an interview. He said the translator had even used the word interrogation. I don't think he meant it in terms of the Gestapo or anything like that, but it is an interview. That interview was broken off because of the distress Joseph Pushka was in and Michael Bowman suggested this piece of evidence had to be prized from Detective Garda Fergus Hogan, who was attending on that day. Michael Bowman suggested that Gardy knew they couldn't engage with the man who was so distressed that it raised a flag over his fitness in the first place. The man is unfit to continue, which begs the question, was he fit in the beginning? Now, Nicola, we heard earlier on that Anne-Marie Lawler has made much of what she calls Joseph Pushka's lies and the fact that he admitted to telling lies to the detectives. But Mr Bowman said the fact that he told lies does not mean guilt. Caroline, he said that people lie to protect somebody else because they're embarrassed or ashamed of their actions. They may lie out of panic or confusion and for all kinds of reasons. Is it really the position that Mr Pushka, who in truth has done no more than anyone who presented looking to help Miss Murphy that day, he did no more than any of the rest of you would have done in those circumstances? Be careful in terms of arriving at a position at a closed mind communicative of guilt when addressing these issues. Trial and error have thought us that these are not at the minimal safeguards that are required. What I say is upon a cold, analytical parsing of the evidence. Upon stress testing it, you will find yourself in a position where you cannot find guilty. So that's it as far as the closing speeches are concerned. Nicola, what happens next? Caroline, the judge, Justice Tony Hunt, has already started his own charge to the jury. That will continue tomorrow and then he'll send the jury out to consider their verdict. But before we finish today, he told them not to be afraid of their verdict, whatever it is. He said public opinion has nothing to do with it. Okay, so we'll be back with more updates as and when we get them. And Nicola, you'll be in court for us as usual. Yes, Caroline, I'll be there covering every development. Okay, see you then.